What's up, guys? It's Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Appreciate you joining us and being a part of the show. And we head into championship weekend. My goodness gracious, here we are. I cannot believe it. And you know what? I think the Big 12 is in a pretty good spot right now. I'm actually feeling pretty good about things. I I know that might be frustrating to OU and Baylor fans, but I feel pretty good about it. feel pretty good. Now, before we get going, uh, guys, please take a moment out um, after the podcast or right now. Please leave us a rating and review. We appreciate that a lot. And by the way, we'll send you a free Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail when you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O at heartlandcollegesports.com. Takes a minute, helps us a ton as we continue to grow this thing every week because of you, because of the word of mouth, uh, you sharing the podcast. So thank you for that, especially as the season comes to an end. But by the way, we're going all year round. We don't stop this podcast uh, when football ends. No, baby, we go all year round. All right? So we're looking forward to a lot lot more content coming your way. And also consider becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com slash heartlandcollegesports, and you will be able to see uh, the offers that we have there. All right, so why am I feeling good then about Baylor and OU? Well, here's why. College football playoff rankings came out on Tuesday night, and it was Ohio State 1, LSU 2, Clemson 3, Georgia 4, then Utah at 5, OU at 6, Baylor at 7. And while I don't think that a school like uh, Utah should be ahead of Oklahoma right now, you know I'm frustrated by it, and I understand why OU fans are frustrated by it, but I'm not overly concerned, to be honest. Because if we get chalk at the top and you get LSU beating Georgia, you get uh, Ohio State beating Wisconsin, and Clemson wins the ACC title, if OU wins and Utah beats Oregon, uh, there's a much better chance, much better chance, of OU getting in, at least there should be, over Utah. I, I don't I just don't think it's close. OU at that point will have two top ten wins over Baylor, another top twenty five win over Oklahoma State, and Utah's gonna have one. They're going to have the one simply over Oregon this weekend. That's it. I mean that's that's all there is to it. So I feel good about OU's chances if they were to win. Now Baylor's gonna need some help. And uh, it pains me to say, but but they're going to need some help. Baylor needs to beat Oklahoma in convincing fashion and ideally have Utah lose and have Georgia get trounced by LSU. That's a best-case scenario for the Baylor Bears that puts them into the college football playoff. There's no other way to have it at that point. And I don't think the committee wants to put Baylor in. Uh, you know, Baylor's not sexy for TV ratings. Hate to break it to you, Baylor Bears fans. Uh, but you're not sexy for TV ratings. That's not because of anything you've done, but you know what? You're a smaller private school, and that's true in basketball or in uh, football. You know, state schools run the sport, and if you think that the TV angle does not play at least a little bit of a factor here, you are kidding yourself. You're just you're kidding yourself. Now, you know, I've been seeing so many reactions to, to what might happen this weekend. Um Clay Travis made the argument, and I respect Clay. I like his show a lot, but he's such a, an SEC homer. He's so in the tank for the SEC. He's like, well, if Georgia beats LSU, then the Final Four is going to be Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, LSU. 
Well, hold on a second here. I know LSU is going to have a good resume, but if LSU loses to Georgia and then OU blasts Baylor, just as an example here, you're going to put LSU in? You're going to put LSU in the playoff in that scenario. I, I don't I don't see how you do it. I mean, the committee always said, and they've been saying this since year one, when Baylor and TCU got hosed because there was no championship game and because there was not a true champion. Oh, conference championships matter. And Alabama backed its way in, you know, a couple of years back. But if you're really going to put LSU in the game, uh, in the college football playoff, if they lose this weekend, especially when they're number two and not even number one, Boy, what's the point in playing the SEC championship game? I mean, just call it off. Let the players stay healthy, you know, uh, let them avoid injury. What the heck's the point, right? I I think that would set a terrible precedent for a team to be in the top four, lose a game, and still stay in the college football playoff. I think that would be horrible. Absolutely horrible. So the latest uh, ESPN computer models came out, and I know you're screaming, oh, it's ESPN, it's fake news, but uh, just hear me out here because it's, uh, it's legitimate. ESPN's model gives OU a 37% chance to make the playoff. Meantime, Utah's got a 9% chance to make the playoff. Baylor's down at 8%. So OU, I mean, just based on those numbers, has a much better chance to make the playoff then does, uh, then does Utah. So I'm not getting all worked up about this. Now, 538, uh, they do predictions as well, analytics, stats, all those things. OU, if it wins this weekend, according to 538, has a 50% chance to make the college football playoff. If Baylor wins this weekend, it has a 22% chance to make the college football playoff. So those are good signs. Those are very good signs for uh, both Big 12 teams. Obviously, OU had a Baylor. Now, there is a factor here with the Bears that has to be considered, the non-conference. And Baylor's been hurt for it all year. Um, I don't think that's been fair at many points in time because of how dominant they've been throughout Big 12 play and how well they played throughout Big 12 play. The last two weeks have been wildly impressive uh, against Texas and KU. But here's the thing. They played Stephen F. Austin, UTSA, and Rice. If Baylor were to get into the playoff as a 12-1 and Big 12 champ, with that non-conference, when the committee says non-conference schedules matter, there will understandably be some pretty upset Power 5 teams, not, you know, not because of Baylor in particular, but because of the fact that, you know what, look at Oregon. If Oregon played a cupcake schedule or a cupcake non-conference game in Week 1 and didn't play Auburn, They'd be sitting at 11-1, and we might be talking about a, a team like Oregon as a 12-1 Pac-12 champion instead of sitting there if they beat Utah this weekend as an 11-2 Pac-12 champion because they played Auburn in week one. And to me, that's a legitimate beef. I got to be honest. That's a legitimate beef. The committee has rewarded teams for playing non-conference games that are tough. OU got the benefit of the doubt a couple of years ago because it had an Ohio State win on its schedule. So while, listen, I've been as big a Baylor supporter as anybody that's not a, you know, Baylor alum. I think this team has been wildly underrated this year and underrespected and underappreciated. But with that being said, I'm not going to sit here and say there are going to be teams around the country that say, why am I going to bother if Baylor can still get in? 
with the schedule that it has, the non-conference schedule that it has, why am I going to bother playing in Auburn or in Oregon in the non-conference? Why? And I think that's a reasonable point. Now, um, a lot of people obviously pushing back on on just different theories and what might happen uh, depending on how the results go in championship weekend here. Joel Klatt, Fox Sports, he put on Twitter, if it boils down to Utah and OU, it's not an easy decision. I think it will come down to which team has a more convincing win this weekend. OU has the better resume. Utah has been more dominant. I'm not a fan of the subjective eye test. Well, hold on. I mean, to me, what Joel Klatt just said is the definition of the subjective eye test. He said OU has a better resume. Utah has been more dominant. Resumes are all that should matter. So Utah's been more dominant against weaker competition in the uh, Pac-12. Therefore, we give them the benefit of the doubt over OU against a round-robin loaded Big 12 schedule. Really? Is that what we're going to do? I mean, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't seem right. So, I mean, Joel Klatt kind of contradicted himself there. He said, OU's got a better resume. Utah's more dominant. I'm not a fan of the subjective eye test. That is the subjective eye test. And you can't take margin of victory into consideration here. I'm, you can't do it. Now, you can say if a team's got a terrible loss on its schedule, terrible loss on its schedule, then you know what? That can hurt them, right? But when you look at the losses for Utah and Oklahoma, OU's got the road loss to K-State, and Utah's got the road loss to USC. They both lost by seven points. Now, USC was using its third-string quarterback, so you should take that into consideration. But, I mean, come on. That didn't make much sense from Joel Klatt. And, and Joel's a – I respect the hell out of Joel Klatt. I'm a huge fan of his. But that one I did not get for the life of me. Didn't get it. But I just can't wait to see how these uh, games play out this week. And it's going to be fascinating at every level, right? I mean, I, I'm just – I am so ready. Friday night, Pac-12 championship – that's going to be obviously a must-watch for Baylor and OU fans because, you know, what you should want is, I mean, an Oregon win takes care of this pretty easily. What you don't want is a Utah blowout. That's the last thing you want. So none of us should be rooting for a Utah blowout because that would be a bad situation for the Big 12 here heading into Selection Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm Pete Mundo. or Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Coming up. Let's start previewing the Big 12 championship games, and let's do it first up with Colt Barber, Sikkim 365. He's next on the show. Hey, guys, it's Pete Mundo, and as we head down the home stretch of the football season, Big 12 championship game, then bowl season, you want to get on board with our partners at mybookie.ag. They are giving you a 50% match on your deposits when you use the promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for a 50% sign-up bonus. That means you put in 500, you get 250 free. You don't have to unlock it or anything like that. It just goes right into your account. We're going to have picks for you throughout the entire uh, Big 12 Bowl season. It's going to be fantastic. And we're on a roll, by the way, with those picks. I mean, we are rocking and rolling. 15-4-1. Uh, the last few weeks in our Big 12 picks. So get on board now, mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, to get your extra cash from MyBookie. You can't beat them. They got the parlays. You want to do that. You want to mix it up outside the Big 12 with some uh, UFC or NFL. They've got it all for you at mybookie.ag, promo code BIG12, that's BIG12, for the sign-up bonus. Bet, win, get paid at MyBookie. 
Well, here we go with Big 12 Championship Weekend, and you know what else is going on? Selection Sunday, of course. We'll find out who's going to be in the college football playoff. Well, obviously, it's, you know, hot take season, right? And before we get to my pick, and I'm Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the site. Take a listen to what Mr. Paul Feinbaum, SEC fanboy Paul Feinbaum, had to say about the college football playoff and, you know what, what he thinks might actually happen or a team that he believes nobody wants to see in the playoff. Let me give you, Paul Feinbaum, the following scenarios, okay? Oklahoma beats Baylor and wins the Big 12. Utah beats Oregon and wins the Pac-12. And LSU takes care of business against Georgia. Who gets the fourth spot? Oklahoma's getting in. Because let's be honest, the country does not want to see Utah in the college football playoff. It's, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, it's Utah. <laughs> so, I got, I got news for you. Oklahoma ain't going to be any better. Well... They may not be any better, but they're going to look a lot better. Well, so that actually does bring up something you said in the meeting this morning, that whoever gets in at four, you believe is just in for a beatdown. Whoever gets in at four, congratulations, you made the college football playoff. You will have no impact on the playoffs. Well, here's why that's concerning. You know, if you're a Big 12 fan, what Pat Feinbaum just said, I I don't think he's wrong. You know, I mean, OU's going to draw a much better rating in that spot than Utah would. But if you're a fan of any team in the Big 12 outside of OU in Texas, what you just heard from Paul Feinbaum should be wildly concerning because in many ways, he's speaking the truth. And guess what? If you're Baylor, if you are a TCU down the road, if you are Texas Tech, if you're West Virginia, if you're Kansas State, the list goes on and on, Oklahoma State, guess what? you're going to find yourself in the same spot because you are not a blue blood. Sorry, you're not. That's not meant to be insulting. That's a fact. And you know what it means? To make the college football playoff, you got to be just a half step better than the blue blood. It's sad, but it's part of the college football playoff, and anybody that tells you otherwise is kidding themselves. We saw that in year one. With TCU Baylor, I've mentioned it many times, but I'll never forget it. And it was a screw job then. It's a screw job now. I know Ohio State won the national championship, so the committee's going to hang its hat on that. But guess what? I believe that year, TCU or Baylor, had they been in the playoff, could also have won the national championship. There's just no doubt in my mind about it. Never going to know, but I, I firmly believe either of those teams would have reached the national title and seriously competed for it as well. Once again, we'll we'll never have the answer. We'll never know. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see what actually uh, happens here come Sunday. It's going to be fun. But let's get to it now. The Big Twelve Championship Game preview, and here's how I see it going down. Both these teams come in riding a pretty nice hot streak, right? I mean, Baylor has had a couple of dominant wins over Texas and Kansas since that loss to Oklahoma, where they blew a 25 point lead in the first half. OU since the loss to K State. Beats Iowa State, beats Baylor, beats TCU, and beats Oklahoma State. So they're riding high on a four-game winning streak. They're both in good shape. They're both feeling good about themselves going into this game. But I'll tell you right now, this game, I think, has a chance to be the best Big 12 championship game that we have seen since it came back. I, I, I really believe it's going to be a hell of a game. Now, if you think about it, the games thus far have not been all that good. Uh, You had OU blasting TCU 41-17 back in 2017. 
And then last year was OU over Texas, 39-27, and and the score doesn't really do it uh, all that much justice. But this game, I mean, first off, the spread is 10 points. That's what it opened at. And I am hammering Baylor plus 10. I'll give you my straight-up pick here in a second. But I am hammering Baylor plus 10 because OU has played a bunch of tight games here up until last week. Iowa State by a point. Baylor by a field goal. TCU, they let them come back in the game, win by four. Oklahoma State last week, they dominate by uh, 18 points. But, you know, Oklahoma State was without its starting quarterback, just had Chuba Hubbard, no Tylen Wallace. Uh, good win. I'm not taking it away from them. But they had played a lot of close games up until last week um, in that Bedlam matchup up in Stillwater. So OU's played close games all year long. And Baylor, you know, has hung with everybody. And they've been a machine covering the spread with uh, an 8-4 mark this year against the spread. I mean, that's that's pretty darn good. Pretty darn good. Uh, Baylor 6-3 and three against the spread in the past nine games against OU. Uh, I mean, that's that's a great number. Meantime, OU is 1-4 against the spread in his past five games. Not a good number. Not a good number at all. So, uh, from a betting perspective, in Baylor's, for a team that's been as good as they've been, especially on defense, you're looking at a top-10 team in the country in terms of defensive efficiency. Their pass defense efficiency is number one in the Big 12. Their rushing defense, right middle of the pack, Right behind Oklahoma, 143 yards per allowed, uh, allowed per game on the ground. So they're fine there. But this team has been incredible in that department, on that side of the ball. And still nobody's talking about it. Are you kidding me? I mean, look at what they did in that first half against Oklahoma and how darn impressive it was. I know that OU came back to win the game. But they had themselves a heck of a performance in those opening 30 minutes. And frankly, it was the OU offense that really turned things on. But it was more of just a grind, pound, and, and Baylor's defense got worn down. That's what it was, Baylor's defense getting worn down. It wasn't Baylor's defense collapsing. OU had a great second-half game plan. Give them credit for it. But this Baylor defense is just its too good. And while the OU defense has improved, and it has to its credit, it has gotten better. And it is number one in total defense. Now, uh, you know, it's a skewed stat, right? Because OU's defense doesn't play OU's offense while everybody else in the Big 12 plays OU's offense. So that's why I look at defensive efficiency um, instead of just, you know, total defense. But OU's defense has gotten better, especially the past few games. But I'm still seeing a situation where Baylor's going to be able to put some points up and is going to definitely keep it to a single-point game, which is why I like Baylor plus the 10 points in this game on Saturday for the Big 12 Championship. Now for the straight-up. How do we see it playing straight-up? I think OU takes this game. I think it's a field-goal game, something like, heck, I could see a duplicate of the original score, 34-31, 31-28. Let's go 31-28. It's got a nicer ring to it. You know what I'm saying? I think both teams will come out maybe a, maybe a little shaky out of the gates, just maybe a hair, um, you know, working out the jitters, working out the nerves. But I think OU takes this game by a field goal because I do believe while the OU defense went through a midseason slump, that side of the ball has played much better, especially as of late. And Baylor's um, offense has has just been up and down at times. Now, they made a huge statement last week, and kudos to them for going out there and blasting the Kansas Jayhawks. 
They deserve a ton of credit for putting 60 on them. But the offense has been up and down at times, and the defense has been asked to do too much. Who would have thought you'd be talking about a Baylor defense being asked to do too much? But that that's where this is, and that's what I think this ultimately comes down to. You know, I, for OU, what did they do last week that they had to make sure that they uh, cut down on? Turnovers. Zero last week. They're realizing, Jalen Hurts is realizing, he cannot continue to make those big mistakes. And I believe he started to figure that out. Um, I also think that, you know what, Lincoln Riley knows what this team is. They are a team that is going to run the ball on you. They're going to run it 40 to 50 times a game. They're going to pass it when they have to 10, 15, 20 times a game. Uh, Jalen Hurts is not Kyler Murray as a passer. He is not Baker Mayfield as a passer. And I think that Lincoln Riley realizes that that is just who he is, and that's going to be the case from here on out. And he's going to play to his strengths. And that's the smartest thing he can do. No doubt about it. So look at Jalen Hurts' passing attempts here. I'm going to start uh, with the K-State game and then take you to last week. 26 passing attempts against K-State, 26 against Iowa State, 42 against Baylor, 21 against TCU, 16 against Oklahoma State, which was a season low. We are trending in um, that direction for Jalen Hurts. Meantime, the guy is running the ball, it seems like, at least 20 times a game, as he has for the past four to five games on average. Early in the season, he'd rush for eight attempts, nine attempts, 10 attempts. That's three of the first five games. The past four games, 22 carries, 27 carries, 28 carries, 16 carries. Lincoln Riley knows what he's got. He's not trying to make Jalen Hurts somebody he's not. And ultimately, it may not be as sexy as it was under Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, but it's effective, and it's going to work, and it's going to be the difference in this game. Jalen Hurts' ability to get a few yards on the ground when he needs to. Lincoln Riley, knowing that this offense may not be the big play offense that it was the last couple of years, but that it still can be wildly effective and efficient, is going to be the difference in this game and will wear Baylor down in the second half. So I'm taking Oklahoma 31-28 over the Baylor Bears in the Big 12 championship game and punching its ticket to the college football playoff. I'm Pete Mundo. We're Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Always appreciate you joining us, being a part of the show. Enjoy championship weekend. We have our recap podcast dropping on Sunday. That's our last uh, recap podcast for quite some time, obviously. So we appreciate you guys. But as I mentioned, the podcast is not going anywhere. We're going to still do weekly shows here on heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll do a little more basketball and whatnot. Please take a minute out. Leave that rating, review, subscribe. Helps us tremendously. Send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. We'll get you a free koozie in the mail. Appreciate uh, all you guys do. Thanks for spreading our word. Helps us tremendously. It's all because of you. We'll talk to you Sunday for the recap podcast on heartlandcollegesports.com.